you're already part of the float community, you probably already know Bryce of More Floats. He's on tonight's episode and he really wanted to bring actionable information and things that you can use for your own business to the podcast. I think towards the end, I'm like, hey, come on, tell me about your business too. But uh, it brings a lot of really great information about marketing and uh, excited to bring him on. Of course, I want to give a shout out first to Helmbot, the float software designed by float center owners for float center owners. And boy, does it show. Uh, We use it at the float shop. We absolutely swear by it. And it has everything you could possibly need for tracking your metrics and your float tank, scheduling your employees, scheduling your customers. As it's brought up in this episode, um, there are also links to MailChimp as well. So you can make sure that they're getting an email based on a particular action in there. In fact, Helm goes pretty deep, deeper than I could describe. That's why I'm going to be going to one of their classes at the Float Conference to learn even more about what they have to offer. Go to helmbot.com to check them out and learn more about what they can do for you if it's a good fit for your float center. Um, And when I say float center, of course, they do so much more than just floating now. Um, Really, any modality that you offer, they're going to have customization options that are going to be uh, working for you for your float center. Also, a big shout out to the FTA. The Float Tank Association is the organization that is designed to promote our community, to increase education, to work with uh, health departments. Uh, that That's no joke if you're trying to open a float center. Um, please, I, I implore you to not only go to flotation.org, but also to sign up and become a member supporting them. Uh, it gives you a whole lot right off the bat as well, including a whole slew of um, recorded conversations, uh, roundtable discussions, uh, experts being brought on to live Zoom chats that are recorded, and you can just pop on, put in the background while you're at work, pop in your earbuds maybe, and uh, just listen in and inform yourself while you are cleaning up your float center. Flotation.org is where you want to go. I truly am a fan. I'm a member. I support them, and they support us. So please, again, go to Flotation.org and become a member today and of course we'll see them at the float conference as well if you're curious about the fta they will have lots of information for you there and you get to meet a really cool group of people as well all right speaking of cool people let's go ahead and start the show and talk with bryce of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. My name is Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra. I think for 12 years is the number. At some point, I will ask and verify that. But I think we've been in business for about 12 years, and uh, we've seen the industry change a lot over the years. Um, It's uh, a lot of people who are bootstrapping it, trying to figure it out, and uh, a lot more information has kind of come down the pike, and uh, we're we're figuring it out, which is really cool, and one of those people that has helped us uh, figure it out and continues to help people figure it out is Bryce of More Floats. Welcome to the show, Bryce. Thanks for having me, Dylan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bryce, I know that you're going to be at the Float Conference this year, and I know you're going to have a presentation. Um, Can you give a, a short little it doesn't have to be that short but a, a little summary of um how you got into the industry and started a marketing company for float centers for sure um just had my own i think like pretty much everyone had my own journey with floating so uh it was about 10 years ago now uh it's 2012 a little over 10 years ago wow. yeah. uh, i had my first float um that was it was like in someone's house i think i've heard many <laughs> yep. stories of like yep float center owners that, common. yeah started in like an apartment or a house yep yep <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So it was one of those and uh, very powerful, powerful experience. Cool. Um, and then I moved to Vancouver, I think about a year later where mm. Float House opened uh, for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that was literally like a block away from my house. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, kind of serendipitous. Uh, so yeah. I met them. I started floating there. Um, nice. You know, finally had access to do it on a regular basis and started working with them so i helped them with their website did a bunch of marketing strategy for them um at the time i was just doing kind of general consulting and then that just kind of snowballed from there i was uh kind of scouted from the work i did for them because nice. <laughs> I, I think at the time they were one of the biggest they were the first in vancouver i think one of the main ones in um canada as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then eventually, like, uh, you know, a few steps after that, I was like, I should probably focus on this. I was like, I'm super passionate about it. Yeah. Um, I'm helping all these centers, you know, with it. And then also people will say, like, you know, business people are like, find your niche. Stop trying to, you know, help everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was uh, really cool to see how kind of those different projects formed into uh, more floats and then kind of where we're at now. Cool. I, and yeah. I don't want to speak for everybody here, but <clears throat> it kind of seems like... Um, as small, small business owners, we, we tend to have the incredible float experience at somebody's apartment. <laughs> we, we start our uh, float center and then um, so much attention is in building it. You're learning how to build it. And, and of course, I'm cross, crossing like 15 years of people starting float centers, like truly with no ideas of how to do it or nowadays with a lot more information on how to do it. But that's all of your attention is on this build out, this crazy wild thing that's very different than any other type of business or modality. And then um, you open and then it's like, oh, my God, what do we do? And so (laughs) it's this whole other thing of learning how to market your float center when when we open it because we're passionate. But then there's this other side of the business of, hey, you got to bring people into your centers. And I think a a lot of businesses struggle with that aspect of it. Uh, What have you witnessed over the years? Is it is it it getting better? Um, And I just like to talk about marketing a little bit in general. Yeah, well, I mean businesses struggle with marketing in general for mm. things that people understand and like know that that's like not brand new right Funny. yeah so like i'll often um compare it a lot to like a gym right if if you're trying to sell someone on a gym like people understand what working out is they understand what a gym is there's like lots of different kinds and maybe new um you know types of working out and stuff mm-hmm. um but the general concept people get whereas right. if you every, almost every day i'll tell someone what i do and they're like what is that? Or like, <laughs> yeah. I think I've heard of that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's way more education that has to happen. And then because of that, you also have to sell, you know, a lot more too. Right. right? Okay. So, um, yeah, I've seen, I mean, uh, and like you said, the build outs, uh, we've helped like launch a lot of centers and we've helped kind of at various stages. Um, mm-hmm. some that have been open for a while and we come in and help them out. Uh, but for the launches, like there's always delays, like especially years ago, there was all the issues with, um, you're the first float center like the um you probably know this better than i do but all the with with water are you a pool all that Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah uh start on duty (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like you said you know managing that building out the space to actually have it be silent and you know provide a, a good float experience um but then also have to like educate people and sell them on it make sure that you're actually like uh busy and you know um growing as a business i think is just too much for a lot of people um and so that's where again from those projects that i did early on um kind of doing a a campaign or kind of you know rebuilding a website uh all these different pieces we've now built kind of a plan to fit and take over basically all the marketing side 
Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, and what are you seeing is working? Like, what do you recommend for, for people? Um, and, and yeah, the follow up question to that, but yeah, let's, let's start there. Um, yeah, I mean, what's working, I would say, you know, centers that really focus on investment in their marketing. And I don't mean that of necessarily like dropping a ton of money, but I think one of the uh, most important things is just consistency. So um, we've seen, I think, some centers that will, you know, try something and do a big push and then maybe like get really busy with the center or yep. like a tank breaks down or whatever. Yep. And I've been guilty yeah. of that for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's like juggling too many things. And mm -hmm. so if it's kind of stop and start or you have like a big launch, but then let's say you get a bunch of members in the beginning, but you don't have, you know, the right systems or whatever to, be consistent that's where you'll you know lose members over time not have the the retention um but even simple things uh you know like investing in having some photos of your space uh again people don't really understand what this thing is so right um we've kind of seen data of if you actually show um the equipment itself because sometimes we'll have you know uh photos of people floating just in, in water, various things to kind of represent the experience. Mm -hmm. um, but it is really important, especially if it's just your website or something like that, to have those photos of like, is it a pod? Is it a cabin? Because people right. are like, what is this thing? Yeah. yeah. Am I going to be in a coffin? Is this going to be? Yeah. I mean, really, I know, I know. We don't no, like using that word, but it's nice yeah. when you can be like, no, this is what it actually looks yeah. like. And even the smaller tanks, if you have a person in it, it's like, oh, that's... Like, I think your mind shrinks it down a little bit when looking at them. So, I, yeah, I'm yeah. totally there with And you. I just, I cringe every time I hear that. It's like the amount of times that people say oh, yeah. stuff like that. It's like, no. Not yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one of the big things when, when we show our float tanks is they're like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I thought it was mm. going to be a coffin. It's like, no, no, no. It's uh, very spacious. <laughs> you can't even touch the roof when you're when you're reaching up, that kind of thing. So. If you can start extending that out online to people, then you're going to be making more people comfortable with the concept of getting into a mm -hmm. float tank for sure. That makes a ton of sense. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So I would say, um, again, just the consistency is the biggest thing. And, um, you know, I think there's, again, going back to the, it being a new industry, like there's, and it being the way I kind of talk about it is like floating is very complicated in terms of how to, craft it and like build out the space and everything yes but it's a very <laughs> simple experience right um and i think it's the again like the education of um what it actually like it's hard to um explain it until you actually like experience it right sure. so mm -hmm. there's all those concerns about um you know like claustrophobia is it clean is it safe mm. again it's this like strange new thing i've never heard about mm -hmm. um and so there's, yeah, again, bigger hurdles of either through sales or education that we have to get people through to um, sell them on it. Cool. Um, so do you find, or maybe I should say, what amount of, let's say we're talking about Instagram. I feel like that's the primary way that we're reaching people with organic social mm. media. I feel like the Facebook algorithm really buries you if you're not paying. I think Instagram is, that's fairly true as well, but I think you get more reach. Um, you know, Twitter or eh, I can't call it X. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I can't do it. Um, Twitter seems kind of defunct for businesses. We actually, can I just delve into that real quick? How, what do you mm. find uh, with like with which reach? platforms? 
Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, with most of the centers we work with, and even like for ourselves, we focus on um, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, there's, I, I would say, a lot more centers that are doing TikTok now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's maybe like a few months ago, or yeah, six months ago or so, maybe start of the year. Um, there's very few and like not a lot of content. Now I feel like there's um, at least some some that are really investing in that, and it can okay. be um, really powerful. Um, yeah, I'd say those are some of the, the top ones. Yeah, okay. I'd say like Twitter. Um, it's interesting too, because like, you know, these tools, yeah. floating is again about like removing distractions, simplicity, like minimalism. And then mm -hmm. you're thinking of like Twitter is like real time, a billion right. things coming at you, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, in my eyes, it kind of doesn't fit as much mm -hmm. sort of the the vibe, but I also try and think of it as like, we're trying to pull people off these tools, and like mm. go take a break. Oh yeah, by all means. Uh, have yeah. a float, yeah. Yeah, it is weird. I think that used to strike me as otter back in the day of like, yeah, you have to plug into all these things to bring people into yeah. essentially nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it actually really shocked me the other day. I was looking at um, a graph of, uh, different social media platform content um, consumption, and mm. it was, in particular, it was towards teenagers. So this wasn't, you know, for maybe our demographic specifically. But I was shocked that uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that fit within YouTube's share of the market. Kids oh, spending yeah, yeah. hours of of YouTube time a day, like. And, and I, I get it. I get like that kind of engagement and watching people, the interaction and everything that happens on YouTube is crazy wild. Um, do you have any ideas for businesses using YouTube as a consistent way to produce content? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, definitely you can use it like with as part of Google's like ad platform. Mm -hmm. um, if you're kind of wanting to go that route. Um, I mean, a big part of what we focus on and we're trying to make like a lot more investments in is stories. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, if you have people coming through your center that have really powerful stories, they're floating kind of on a regular basis, you know, a simple, um, I mean, you could kind of do a podcast like this or you could do, sure. uh, I've seen centers that will do kind of a nice little interview in their like lounge area. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be super polished. It's really about just like sharing, you know, those stories. Um, but again, especially with, I mean, it's, uh, any platform, but you know, with YouTube as well, if you're consistent with that, mm -hmm. maybe let's say you do one story a week mm -hmm. or once every two weeks and you always keep with that, yeah. um, then that's where you build the followership. You kind of set that expectation with people. Um, so yeah, I would say something like that would probably be work really well. Cool. Yeah. Consistency. Um, so what, sorry, I don't mean to just fire questions that no, you this much. But I, marketing man it's it's this this big nebulous area that can, yeah. continually evolves and changes so I, I feel like talking to an expert somebody deep into the into this industry uh, of both industries floating and marketing I, I have a lot of questions um, <laughs> one of being um, for organic reach how often do you um, so you say you're you're trying to educate you're trying to pull people in um, how often would you recommend somebody posting Let's say they have all the resources in the world, first of all. Um, is it a daily post? Is it uh, three a week? And then how, what uh, ratios would you break that down for educational purposes? Maybe, I don't know if inspirational is the right word, but maybe mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's maybe a quote or leaving a, a review up, a positive review. How would you break it down? Yeah, I mean, um, 
it'll if you have all the resources in the world um <laughs> you know the sky's the limit a little bit okay um i would definitely you know invest in again like either having a staff member or like yourself uh if you're kind of more of a content creator and you know um comfortable with that Mm-hmm. Um, having some decent level of equipment again it doesn't have to be you know commercial level but just like get a nice ring light or something so you can take some videos and have uh, um, you know better a little bit better quality content nice. um, but just you know setting that plan for you and I would say like try to keep the the um, amount of content that's sales driven to sort of a you know minimum um, definitely less than the majority uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of our strategies, it'll include, you know, education, sort of just tips and inspiration in terms of like other related wellness practices, because, you know, a lot of floating people are using it for a lot of different reasons, but mm-hmm. a lot of times it's improving their health. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you're providing that, it's again, very niche uh, thing, right? So if you're providing that other information that's helping them with uh, maybe nutrition or, you know, their um, their fitness journey or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more reason for them to like follow along and be cool. you know, a part of your community. Nice. Um, but again, I would say, uh, again, like coming back to stories, it's like, if you're not just a review, but sharing someone's story, like you can get someone at your center talking on a, you know, 30 second, uh, one minute video about mm-hmm. their story. Um, that's where if you have someone that's maybe like really struggling with anxiety, they share like, Hey, I had this first float experience, like. I would never do a video right. <laughs> and post it on social media, but I feel comfortable doing that because cool. the float was so calming or something yeah. like that, right? Nice. Um, you're going to have people who see that, have anxiety and like, oh, I want to, you know, try sure. this out, um, you know, for that same reason. Mm-hmm. And when you say um, minimal sales, what do you consider a sales post to look like? Is it uh, like a there's sale? a sale or <laughs> yeah. is it like, come on in? Uh, um it has yeah, a I dollar mean, sign in the post like yeah if you're doing like a very blatant like hey we've got this you know um i mean i would wouldn't really recommend doing flash sales but you'll see that mm-hmm. sometimes of like we've got mm-hmm. a flash sale going or um you know here's our holiday special um you know you can add that as um maybe in the caption or just little reminders that are more subtle um across other posts okay cool um but you don't want it to feel like i mean think about you know put yourself in your own shoes of getting on someone's email list or scrolling on a feed. It's like, if it's only just pitching you and like trying to get yeah. you to buy all the time, you're like, I'm tuned out. Not you're like, I'm not, yeah. Okay. Um, so just think about, you know, how can you provide value to people? Um, I think it was Gary Vee. It's one of those like business, uh, big social media guys. It's like yeah. the, um, jab, jab, right hook where, nice. okay. Right. So it's like give value, give value, give value. And then, um, you can sort of make your ask. Um, so yeah, you want to be giving more value than uh, sort of you're asking. Cool. And let's say I don't have a lot of resources. I'm running my own center and and uh, don't have any employees. What's the bare minimum you think content-wise? And, and again, we could just focus on Instagram or Facebook, Instagram, but to minimum amount of posts to be getting out of out there. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say like if you're doing now it's all like video content, right? Like short little real mm-hmm. type TikToks, getting on your stories and doing little um right. okay. you know, quick little video updating people. Because part of it too, especially if you're, you know, um small business, it's about you and your story, you're the only one that's there kind of hosting everybody and everything. It's mm-hmm. that personal connection. Totally. Um 
so you know doing less videos where again maybe you do one or two a week or something like that sharing people's stories or just you you know you'll see these uh posts of like here's how we clean the pod here's okay. you know how it works of um uh if you want to do a massage after your float or sauna after your float or whatever it is right cool um and then even like uh just those behind the scenes things like here's what you didn't realize we have to do to make sure that the float goes well or something like cool. that Authentic with the chemistry. Stuff. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, and so, you know, a couple posts again, um, a week, I think just keep it on people's minds, educate them through, you know, the journey so that, okay. um, either they're more likely to come in or they're, you know, coming back. All right. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Now, if we start broaching a little bit more into what I consider to be your field of, of, paid marketing and getting out there what strategies are you seeing working i mean every dollar there's you spend big, you uh, want to have the most bang for the buck sigh. right it, it's a big what uh, there's a big sigh you said as you <laughs> well yeah this is where i definitely this is the part where i get stressed out because like i mean yeah. not that i have spare time to be creating um you know my social media organic posts but but then investing time and money then it's yeah, like no, okay it's... i and, and and that's anybody. They want to make sure their dollar goes as far as, as it can to get people in and make sure it has a, you know, a positive income coming from it, not just throwing it out there. For sure. And yeah, I mean, I <laughs> should have a big sigh as well with this because uh, <laughs> especially after the last couple of years, like it's mm. much harder to have that data. Like before it was um, still had to, you know, know some stuff, but um uh, yeah, all the changes in terms of like advertising industry with, um, tracking and, and mm -hmm. those types of things. Um, so for, for, who, like, for yeah, somebody who doesn't know what has happened over the last few years. Sure. So, um, <laughs> it's sort of like a battle of the giants. Um, mm -hmm. it was like Apple kind of, uh, yeah, facing with, um, Facebook in terms of like how data is tracked across, you know, different devices. Mm -hmm. Um, less of an issue now but it is still where essentially you don't have the same ability if you're using you know facebook pixel and those types of things to get the data that you could before mm -hmm. um so there's more setup involved and it's a little bit more advanced um much easier for like a bigger e-commerce type company to get back to how it was before hmm. we have solutions now um so like we're basically had to hire a developer to kind of create you know a little web app <laughs> to uh deal with this Huh. Um, whereas before it was like, okay, you set up your pixel and like anyone could figure it out a little bit, um, easier. Okay. But, uh, what was your original question? <laughs> How to do it now? <laughs> well, I mean, gosh, I think we might be digressing a little bit in, in a good way, but, um, basically, um, what had, so you're talking about, yeah, I think Apple was, was kind of the big one of saying like, Hey, you can't just grab all this information, geolocating all that stuff. And and market based off of that, which is, of course, Meta's bread and butter. Um, and uh, the more information they can grab, the more specific they can deliver content to their clients who are, you know, trying to trying to advertise. That's that is where they make their money. So to mm. cut them off that way was, I think, pretty painful for them. Good for me, the consumer. You know, I don't want my privacy exploited that way. But then on the other side, oh, I'm also trying to sell my business. I do want that information. Um, and so you were saying that it is possible to maybe not just, I'm, I'm guessing it's not like a workaround, but you can still get lots of information to um, find who you're trying to market to. And then from there, I think we were just talking about uh, the, the original question of 
how do you spend your dollar? Um, yeah. How how do you market? Um, and by the way, um, I'm totally comfortable talking about you as as a business entity too, and what you provide. Like mm. totally okay to talk about that. And I, I know you really came on wanting to talk about um, somebody kind of kind of bootstrap style. Um, my my word, but my words, but um, trying to market. Um, but I'd love to kind of cover both. Like what are the benefits or, or, you know, if, if you're just doing this by yourself, again, single float center owner, um, small center, and I want to market, how do I spend my dollar the best? And then um, for somebody who is, well, per, perhaps smaller and just doesn't want to, to do it or in that medium to large area where it's like, okay, I need to divvy up um, and put my money towards this to fill up my tanks. Mm. You know, why would somebody want to go towards you? What are you doing um, to provide for the float center to make that dollar that value add? Sure. Um, yeah, so I would say that, you know, if you're smaller starting out, um, you know, it's going to depend on like if you don't have the money to hire someone or you um, and you have the time to invest in it. Um, I would recommend, you know, there's a lot of information on YouTube, like some of the stuff you can. Uh, there's a lot of people that just like self-educate, right? Like There's mm -hmm. a lot of um, free content out there, you know, teaching kind of the basics. Um, and then I would say, you know, just learning that, uh, enough where you can get it running and just keeping a close eye in terms of like, you know, this is what we did before we could kind of figure out the clear tracking as we were looking, a lot of centers we work with, uh, use helm and just see, okay, we're spending this amount for this month. Um, is there clear indicators in the different KPIs, like the sales, the memberships, um, stuff like that to reflect and have sort of a general idea. Um, the sense I've gotten from some centers is again, like people are stretched too thin trying to um, manage the center and just like throw together what they can with the marketing, but yeah. then like, don't keep an eye on it. So it kind of sure. just like goes um, yeah. uh, without, you know, understanding if there's an actual, you know, return there. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, there's things that you can do as well to make it uh, a little bit more clear where, you know, maybe you have a special that you're only running through those ads. Mm -hmm. You know, it's only available. Um, again, if you're using Helm, there's like the secret link that you can utilize. So it's not in um, uh, the online store, but you can put that in your ads. It's like if you're selling any of those, then you know it's from uh, the ads. Mm -hmm. um so there's those different types of yeah like strategies or workarounds to have a little bit more clarity of like okay i spent let's say 250 bucks to promote this one package and i sold let's say five that were 100 bucks each mm -hmm. then you're you're good right right totally yeah. well speaking of that like talking about sales um something i've been more interested lately is our kind of quiet sales um which is like Maybe, you know, you could just shotgun blast, hey, reach everybody in my city. And, you know, I would definitely not recommend that. I think your mm. <laughs> return is going to be very minimal um, and you could be wasting money. And then you can start narrowing it down to age, gender, uh, um, yeah, different demographics. But then what I think is more interesting, um, I don't know if they call them like, they don't call them cold leads. They're not hot leads. They're like medium. Um, but basically Warm, somebody yeah. has... Um, been to your website but didn't didn't purchase or um, sh showed some kind of interest or even visited your float center and then um, didn't you know never came back were they aware of the the deals that they could get and so um, reaching out via social media to that person specifically um, to say like hey 
you know, not to say, hey, you were interested, but because they were interested, hey, you can mm. get in for this discounted amount uh, because you know that they're not just a completely cold lead. There's somebody who, you know, typed in floating into their browser, you know, or into Google. Mm. Um, what do you do? You have any experience Strategies there? Like any thought? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's part of what we do with the ads. So we'll mm -hmm. uh, we kind of break it down from like cold, warm, hot. So we're looking at um, what we try and build out is like the full funnel in terms of like someone who has no idea what floating is and try to educate them, get them towards that first float, which is kind of the, the warm area. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully sell them, you know, on an intro pack. And then we're working towards like, let's bring people back. Let's get them into a membership. Um, that's more like the hot side. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. But in terms of other strategies, I mean, um, email marketing, uh, mm. is a really, you know, important piece of that. So you can have, you know, email automation set up, um, to follow right. up with people. If, cool. um, I think Helm also has like sort of, uh, I know you, there's a connection with MailChimp through Helm. So right. you can set up like uh, banning cart type things and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where you can get, if you have that data to work with, or again, you're just kind of have your funnel built out so you can see where people are at um, in your journey. You can catch them at those right points um, to convert better. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, when you talked about membership, um, that's not one I think about a whole lot. Like we, we want members, members. I like if everybody who floated at our center, even if we didn't have enough, as many people floating, if they were members, I would be happy just because of that mm. consistency. But, um, how do you use that marketing to let, let's again, go back to social media instead of email and unless I'm just wrong and you're like, no, this is fully email, but how do you convert somebody who's floated at your center to become a member via, um, uh, social media marketing advertising? Or, or did uh, I misinterpret what you were saying? Well, let me say that like a big part of how I see things and work, kind of our philosophy is like, you have to see your marketing as like a, from the big picture where it's kind of like a system across these different pieces, right? So it's not that you would only win them over from like social media ads or from, okay. um, you know, organic posts that you're doing or mm -hmm. the emails. It's like all those different pieces working together. Cool. Um, but let's see, I think one of the biggest pieces honestly is just educating them properly from the beginning. Um, so I'll say that like a lot of, uh, um, a big pattern we've seen is if a center is like deeply discounting a first float. So we'll see that sometimes, um, we've had, uh, centers that have worked with other like random marketers or freelancers in the past. Let's do a 50% off for your first float. We'll get them in, you know, really cheap. You'll get a bunch of uh, first timers coming in. Mm -hmm. um, almost every time, though, they're not someone who's going to become a member because mm. they're now, let's say, your uh, $100 float, like full price. If um, they're paying $50 and like, maybe your membership is $70, now mm -hmm. you're working your way up to right. try to sell them on a membership, mm -hmm. um, which is much harder to do. Sure. <laughs> um, so we really tried to like educate them again, if they're like, have no idea what floating is from the beginning through your emails, if they're jumping on the email list mm -hmm. or through your social media posts, mm -hmm. uh, as well as the ads to make sure that they're, um, you know, understand what floating is. They're willing to pay, you know, somewhere around your regular price. And then we're selling them down towards your best cool. offer, which is uh, membership. Membership. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. I like that a lot. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah, even us, 
you know, we're saying you'll, you'll never have to pay full price, but I think ours does go up instead of mm. instead of down. I like I like that a lot. It, for the most part, I mean, there are different, you know, ways to get in um, mm. price wise. But yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Um, are there any other st strategies or information you want to get out to to the flip community while while we're on the pod? I know I've just been spit firing questions <laughs> and everything, but I was like, oh, maybe he has some ideas he'd like to share. <laughs> yeah, I mean, while we were talking just before we uh, started here, um, one of the big things uh, challenges I've seen with a lot of centers is um, we'll start working with someone and we're like, okay, we need you know uh, access to your photos, your different assets mm -hmm. that you have, like any videos. And sometimes they have like absolutely nothing, yeah, um, which is really shocking. Um, and I have to defend us on the other side. Uh, remember, <laughs> we're doing a ton of things, and I think so many of us suffer from the um, what is it? Good is the uh, perfect is the enemy of good. Uh, mm -hmm. We were all. I always want like the perfect setup, the perfect lighting, etc., and that really holds me back. And I'm a photographer. This is what I do, <laughs> and I still I know the value. And, yeah. and I still ring myself. It's, it's terrible. So yes, please. But please explain why we should be anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I told you I was gonna, you know, pump up your photos because we've been using them, um, you know, for quite some time with our partners and they perform yeah, really yeah. well. Um, cool. But I think we struggle with the same issue because like, I, I love that your photos have no context in terms of like, is this a tank? Is yes. it a pod? Because it's right. you know, universal. Um, I think they're also like better in terms of just coming across as uh, they look like very hero image. A lot of them, I think, without necessarily the the pod showing sometimes. Um, but what we found is like those work work really well. But we also need like what does the room look like? Is it a yep. pod? Is it a tank? Is it a you know open pool? Um, and but I think if we don't have those photos to work with, then people are kind of just stuck with like. Okay, I get that I'm like floating, but where? Like, is am I out in the lake? Is right. this? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of this missing part of the picture as they're trying to imagine. You know, if I'm going to go and do this thing for 60 minutes, um, you know, you'll see the the comments of like, <laughs> "Can I get out?" And like, what, you know, what it, um, what's going on here? So, yeah. um, I think and, just and investing in, uh, it, you know, a solid set of photos is really important. Awesome. And and I don't think they have to be with a DSLR. I think you can take these with your I, cell phones are incredible these days. Yeah. It's fine. It's totally yeah. good. And I think oftentimes the candid shots, people respond to more than the professional shots. Like it's kind of that behind the scenes feeling that that kind of is comforting to people. And um, somebody's going to be more likely to engage with that style. And I I've been saying it for years, like my photography is is great. There's a little bit of education, I think, on like the look, but I think mostly the images are about the feel. And mm -hmm. oftentimes, like it's a great background for, you know, text and some, you know, communicating other things. It doesn't have to be like the, the primary thing, um, focal point or, or to get somebody to, to read the text. But always have said, do your own photography mm -hmm. as well. It's it's harder, like especially if you're having somebody in the tank, like that's a, again, a great reason for why I exist. Um, but being able to educate, like we were talking about earlier, like the size of the float tank, all of that, um, but mm -hmm. also like the vibe of the place, the the vibe is so important and, mm -hmm. and such can be such a huge component of why, like in Portland, there are a lot of different places to choose from and we all have a different vibe, but just because we're just different business owners and we all have different, um, I love values is the right word, but we're all just driven differently. And so the more that you show your space, somebody's gonna be like, oh, that's that's my space. Yep. Um, 
So I think that's another important component to it as well. Yeah, and that was a good way to put it. Like, I definitely agree that your photos, it's like the feel, the kind of showcasing the experience and giving the vibe of like, wow, these people seem like very calm and like meditative and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, needing the context of like, but where? <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, as you exactly. said, I mean, um, I think the important thing is like, make sure the room's clean, <laughs> like mm. have the, the light, you know, as good as you can have it. I know that sometimes that can be quite challenging in the rooms, depending on kind of how you build it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, having like anything is better than nothing as long as it's like does not look horrible. But at, like mm -hmm. we come across a lot of centers where, you know, you invest so much time. It's like a very beautiful space. And then it's a, you know, a, um, not as much of an investment just to showcase it properly. Right. Um, you know, bring someone in, even if you get like a young up and comer mm. uh, photographer right mm -hmm. in your area um, can can make a big difference. And it, it is possible you can find somebody, depending on how long you've been around, who's willing to trade as well. I don't want you to take advantage of anybody, but if somebody finds yeah. value in floating and as a photographer, that seems like a very nice trade to me as well. Yeah. Um, so that 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 works. Um, yeah. Is there anything else uh, that you want to share? Not that not that you need to. Um, but uh, if not, I'd love to ask about um, you being at the conference and sure. um, what your presentation is going to be about. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing a talk. Uh, let's see. I think if I can remember the title. It's basically about becoming going from awkward to authentic in your sales. So um, awesome. that's another big challenge that we've seen in the industry is mm -hmm. I think a lot of people we like started out with a lot of people coming from the heart. They want to help people, um, but struggle with like closing sales or like making sure that someone books in, even if they love their experience. Um, just sometimes those, those sales, uh, moments to, you know, grow the business and, uh, keep people coming back can be quite hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be giving some examples of how we kind of help support, uh, float centers and like coach them in the sales part. Um, cool. but also how stories are, you know, the biggest part of it. It's like, you know, yeah your story of how you found floating and how it helps you or your staffs, um, all those things, uh, it's a core piece of how it becomes less, uh, you know, strange and like, Oh, I got to go buy this script and it feels weird sure. to just like got it. floating help me in this way. And, uh, cool. yeah, it could help you too. The, the, um, awkwardness of sales is definitely something we've <laughs> talked about a lot on the podcast. That that's okay. a, proves to be a major issue with, um, with, I feel like all of us to some degree, it just continues to come up and, I'll, I'll have some sort of uh, comfort and then it kind of rebubbles up and it, this will be nice for me to kind of re retrain, reconnect with that. Mm. Like doesn't, doesn't have to be, you don't have to be uh, slicking your hair back with grease and, and trying to sell <laughs> yeah. something like you're, it, it's an exchange and, and you can still be a good person and trying to make a, an exchange, you know? Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so if, if I can, I guess we're talking about marketing. Let's let's talk about what you do. Um, if you if um, if we visit you at your booth at the float conference, I assume you have a, a booth. Yep. What would your be your elevator pitch for what you provide um, potential float center owners customers? Yeah, so um, we work with existing and centers that are about to open. Um, basically, we cover all your marketing. So we take care of you know your website, your ads, your social media all those different pieces so that it frees you up to, you know, manage and, um, deal with the operations. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we basically have two different plans. One is our partner plan. If you're already, you know, open and, um, running as a center, and then we have kind of a specialized, uh, what we call our launch plan. 
um, which is a three month campaign uh, before you open your doors. And that gets you a hundred members or more uh, by your grand opening. So cool. hundred members, not just people in your float tanks, but actual members. Recurring paid members. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, can I ask one more question just because it is, it is on your website. I've seen it a few times. Um, you're talking about beta testing an app. Can you, we can cut this. We can, but <laughs> okay. would you mind sharing a little bit? Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, so it's something we're using it ourselves. So you you might be interacting, uh, with pieces of it, um, okay. uh, on our website and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, uh, basically to our goal is to try to automate a lot more pieces. So in the past, we've set up a lot of different systems for our partners using different tools and, you know, online platforms and stuff. Um, we're working kind of set up our own that unifies a lot of that in terms of could be SMS marketing, your email marketing, um, again, like building out that journey so that if you have someone who's brand new to floating, they come in for their first float. We're like walking them through towards, uh, becoming a member and then staying a member. Um, Hell yeah. cool. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't have a, a timeline on that yet, but, uh, like I said, we're testing it in a lot of different ways and it's working really well, um, so far. Dude, I'm stoked on that. That sounds great. <laughs> that is that is overwhelming. And and again, like smaller float center idea. Like um, you know, we I think we all understand the concept of a funnel, but actually getting all those things working mm -hmm. together, um, that, uh, that gets me excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, and a big part of that. Um, I mean, we have some other kind of ideas. Hopefully, in the next mm -hmm. year or so, to um, like help level up and serve those like much smaller centers or small, uh, cool. centers that are in like rural areas. Cause huh. a lot of the centers that we work with are usually larger, um, have quite a few tanks and possibly, you know, additional services. That's where it kind of fits and makes the most sense for how our plan works. Okay. Um, but I know there's a lot of centers that again, need, you know, that support or these different tools. And, um, sometimes they don't have, you know, as many options. If you're again, running like an e-commerce, uh, online business, there's way more that you can utilize. Sure. Sure. That yeah. makes sense. Very exciting. Nice. Bryce, I'm excited to see you at the flip conference. I'm super stoked. Yeah, you too. Is, uh, <laughs> not, not far off here. See you in like less than two weeks. Is that right? Something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, you guys uh, say hi to Bryce, visit his booth. I, I highly encourage you. I, I have a lot of respect for Bryce. He's been in the industry for a very long time. And I, um, over the years, have got to, gotten to know him better. And um, not that you have to take my word for it, but I, I certainly, if, if you have faith in my view of other people, I guess is, is how I would say it. I have a, a lot of faith in Bryce and his... Um, attitudes towards towards business and, and marketing and as a human being, if I can put that out there. And um, yeah, so please um, go to morefloats.com if you're interested in more about uh, what Bryce's business can do for you. Um, also follow him on the, the Instagram and sounds like he's not on TikTok, but it uh, can't be we too are, long. We're, we're working on uh, getting the content going with that. <laughs> nice. What's the handle? Uh, Morefloats. At, yeah. at Morefloats. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. I think that's about it. Yeah. And then, of course, um, be there for, for his presentation as well. Um, Bryce, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And, Thanks uh, for the kind words. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank, yeah. Thank you for your time. Uh, thanks to my co-hosts who are not here, but um, are always here in spirit. But um, just easier to do these flip conference episodes one on one. I, I do enjoy the the one on one conversations. And um, yeah, thanks to our advertisers. Thanks to Helmbot. Thanks to Float Tank. Uh, excuse me. And thanks to Float Tank Association. And um, yeah, thanks to Mindful Solutions. That's Mindful with two L's. Dot Solutions. Kim's business. And um, beyond that, yeah.
we'll uh we'll see you next week with Corey allen